Welcome back to Seriously Funny. I'm your host, Mashnor Kabir, and I steal watches. This week, we talk about some scars. And also, last week, if you're a video watcher, I completely forgot to start the rainbow cycle on that light over there that makes all the background light. So, really boring episode to watch, because obviously, if you watch the video, you're only watching for the lights. Anyways, samskara is a Sanskrit word because I'm a fancy man and I want to use Sanskrit to feel good about myself, maybe feel a bit cultured. Uh, I mean, I'm already brown, so I don't know how much more cultured that really makes me. But aside from that, we're going to talk about how the past holds on, which is something we see often if you ever go to therapy or if you think deeply about why you are as you are and why you do as you do. So let's start with the samskara which is a ball of undigested emotions due to previous life experiences that gets triggered and causes suffering in the present day. Pretty succinct definition, but I have 20 minutes to fill, so of course we're going to repeat the same thing over and over again for a bit. A samskara is usually the result of a trauma, and maybe it's not as bad as a trauma, but in general, it's when something happens when you go through something that would elicit an emotional reaction, but you don't actually process or experience those emotions. And that itself is an incredibly interesting concept, in my opinion. Human beings have this fascinating capacity to press pause on their emotions. If you have something poor go on in your life, but you have something important you need to do, a lot of times you can just hit pause on feeling bad and finish what you need to do. Now, usually you'll perform your tasks significantly worse than if you're in a better state of mind and being, but at the very least, you can finish things up. This may be because of shock, this may be because of that ability to press pause, as I said, but it's something that people can do. And it's, like I said earlier, super, super fascinating. But when you press pause on these emotions, or probably more accurate, you build a temporary block for the water, it's like, and I've used this analogy before, but I'm going to say it again because I think it's absolutely true and it's kind of funny, holding in your emotions is like holding in your pee. You can do it for a bit. It's not great. It limits your range of movement. It makes it hard to focus on things other than having to pee. But if you hold it in for a long time, you'll probably lose the sensation of needing to pee and you'll feel some kidney pain maybe. And then when you finally do get to pee, it'll either take a really long time in the bathroom or it'll hurt during and after the process. I said pee a lot there. These are the exact same things that will happen when you're holding in your emotions. It'll probably be uncomfortable for a bit, but if you stop doing it, you'll kind of forget that it's there, and then you'll leave it there, and those are some scars. Like we said, sometimes we hold off on processing because we have something we need to do first, and then we'll get to the processing. So that samskara isn't very big, and it's only there for a little bit, but here we're going to think and focus more on those long-term some scars, those emotion balls that have been forgotten, the ones that continue to exist that we either don't think about at all or we think about sometimes but never deal with. Because even though we don't remember it, and this doesn't apply to all things, some things we probably genuinely forget, but a lot of things stick on to us and we never notice they're there. All, and although we don't know how, they affect us and change the way that we function and go about life every day. And they pre 
prevent us from functioning at our highest capacity, whether that be at work, our hobbies, or just plain out making us less happy. That's the most professional I've ever sounded during the first bullet point of an episode. Goodness gracious, that felt weird. You can sound my voice or hear my voice starting to die as, as my mucus decides to screw me over, but I'm going to finish this paragraph. It's probably because I was standing while I was writing the script. That's probably why it sounded so professional. But the next part of the script I wrote while sitting on a couch. So hopefully it'll be a bit more lax. And if we're lucky, we'll get a hentai joke or something. Maybe I should record the podcast from the bed one day. Maybe I should just lie down and stare at the ceiling for 20 minutes while I talk like a therapy session, which actually has the potential of being kind of funny. Anyways, now we want to ask why the past matters, even though I usually talk about on this podcast how I hate the past and that you should throw it away and burn it harder than you would your house when you find a cockroach. First, let's clarify what I usually say, because although you should throw away and burn your house if you find a cockroach, for legal reasons, I need to clarify that's a joke. For the past, Although I have said that I don't like the past and I think that it should be burned, my saying isn't simply to throw it away and never look at it. My saying is to learn the lessons, burn the books. Meaning that after you've digested, learned, and taken everything you can from the past, then you take the past and burn the things like you want some s'mores. Until then, however, you wait until you gained everything you possibly can from it. And I say this and do this in order to learn more things and understand more things about life. However, in the case of most people who have to deal with these samskaras a bit more than I do, since my emotionality itself is a bit weaker than average, you want to go back into the past and make sure there is, you know, there's no leech holding on to you and sucking your life force out. And I don't mean that in a positive way, like a hot succubus. I mean like a goddamn mosquito that's nothing more than annoying and awful. I'm pretty sure... If we got rid of all mosquitoes, no ecosystem would be affected. Sometimes you hear about, oh, if we get rid of this thing or this thing, even though they suck and they're menaces to society and humanity, if we got rid of them, so many things would fall apart and everything would break because, you know, ecosystems, blah, 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 super sensitive. And they are. But mosquitoes, I think they genuinely are just awful. I think they're genuinely just, they're, they're unnecessary. You can look this up, but I'm pretty sure if all mosquitoes, mosquitoes just went extinct, everything would be fine. No ecosystem would be harmed. If anything, it might help. I, I, I don't know. I just really hope we get rid of those malaria-ridden menaces to society, okay? Our hatred, and I say ours because there's no one in the world that doesn't hate mosquitoes, our hatred aside, the reason that the past matters as much as it does, and the reason that we need to be aware of and go through and process the things in our past is the same reason as our episode a few weeks ago about evolution. So we're going to touch on a lot of topics there, but we're going to focus in on ourselves a bit personally, so individualizing it. In the episode on evolution where my thumbnail, my thumbnail reads more like did fail evolution than did evolution fail, which is pretty embarrassing, but I can't really, I can't fix it because evolution is too big a word to put on. I, it, you know, it was, it was, it was rough. Okay. Unlike the massive seven views on the video, uh, which is also pretty embarrassing. <laughs> I, I just realized I'm talking about looking back when I made an episode a few weeks ago titled Why You Shouldn't Look Back. That right there is a sort of hypocrisy that you listen to this podcast for. Luckily, I've changed the name of that episode, so no one will ever know. In the evolution episode, I just spent an entire, I just spent an entire paragraph not at all finishing the sentence I started. 
In that evolution episode, we talked about why humans are. We learned that evolution is the reason that people are the way they are, and that same idea exists here. However, we have to zoom in a bit, because first we looked at humanity, homo sapiens sapiens. We looked at why people in general are people. Now we want to look at why am I I? Why are you you? The thing with people is that evolution is not something we can see only in the species of human humans, but it's something we can see on a person-to-person basis. Everyone has experienced, everyone has their own path of evolution separate from that of the species. And this evolution is affected by our experiences, thoughts, and reactions to both of those things. So although evolution explains why people are generally the way that they are, our individual past similarly explains why we are the way that we are, different from everyone else. Sometimes these things manifest in really weird ways. It's not unheard of of for a strange pain that makes no sense to, uh, that makes no medical sense to somehow manifest from some old deep down samskara. Sometimes people will go to the doctor and say, my my back hurts. And the doctor will look at him, look through everything, and it's like, spine is completely fine. Everything's completely fine. This person like sits up straight. They walk a good amount. Like they live in reasonably active lifestyle maybe. And for some reason, they're just in pain. Might not be the back. It could be anything, any any pain somewhere. And there's just no reason. Like the doctor looks at everything. They're like, you should feel no pain. You are fine, like 100% fine. You are super healthy, more healthy than half the people that come into the, the in the goddamn hospital, okay? But for some reason, you still feel this pain. It doesn't make the pain go away anymore. Usually, they're just going to give you some drugs and, you know, get you on your way because, like, what else do you do if someone comes in reporting pain and you don't, you don't have anything else to do for them? However, and maybe doctors of osteopathic medicine will look at this a little bit more, you find that. Uh, a lot of times, these people, if they go to a therapist or a psychiatrist, it becomes a bit different. That therapist and psychiatrist will ask them how they feel and will talk about some stuff. And usually what happens is these people uh, uncover something deep down, a samskar, and when they deal with it, the pain goes away. These undigested emotions, like we said about holding in your pee, they do make an impact in one way or another. And sometimes it's really weird and it doesn't make sense, but there is a lot of psychosomatic pain caused by unprocessed and undigested emotions. It's really important to run through these things. That's why you can't just burn the past and throw it away unless you're so somehow actually capable of just forgetting, which generally people aren't. And yeah, these undigested emotions can have a real visible impact on our lives. And it's the vehicle by which the past holds on. These some scars are the vehicle. Even if you don't remember, these things can haunt you and affect you. And the thing about evolution, which we also touched on in the evolution episode, is how evolution that was good at one point isn't good in the future. For example, people that get abused learn how to very well read facial expressions. This is indeed researched. Victims of abuse are more sensitive to facial changes so that they can know when their abuser gets angry and they can change their behavior based on that. Yes, it's really sad, but it makes sense. And it's a good thing that those people in those situations are able to do that so they can decrease the probability of them getting hurt. But when those people hopefully get out of those situations, then 
that evolution's not great. You'll accidentally think that a small change in someone's facial feature, which was because they thought they saw a bug behind you or something, but instead you interpret that as they hate you and will hurt you and you run away from a potentially fruitful relationship or friendship. And that's not great. And relating this back to the evolution episode, we talked about this a lot in the evolution episode, but say stress. Stress was something that was a good evolution back when we were living amongst the tigers and dinos. However, now we, I don't know if human beings were around during the times of the dinosaurs, honestly, because I don't, then they would go, they would also similarly go extinct. Back when, back when we were living amongst lions and tigers, stress was fine. But now when we're living in a world of mortgages and rent and, and grades, stress is a little bit less fine. It, it, it was an, a good evolution that society changed. The evolution stayed the same and it, there was a mismatch. There was a, there was a dissonance that caused a problem. And so the same thing can happen on an individual level. And the thing about evolution, which we also touched on in the evolution episode, is how evolution, uh, I already said that, and then there's also another thing known as maladaptive, which is a mal, meaning bad, adaptation, bad adaptation. It solves the problem in the worst way possible, and sometimes these some scars can create these mal maladaptations. Maladaptation? Maladaptation? It's a weird word. It's M-A-L-A. -A. It's just mala, maladaptations. Overall, these samskars can result in some rough results in terms of your behavior and your quote-unquote subconscious behavior or subconscious processing and thinking. I kind of hate that word, subconscious. I don't like it, but it gets the point across, right? So sometimes you'll think things in a way that's kind of just automatic, automatism, and it'll be the result of some samskar. And that can be rough, right? So maladaptations can happen in, uh, generally Mother Nature won't do as many maladaptations. I'm sure it's possible and I can't think of one right now. But for the most, uh, this is this is a bit more individual. You will have maladaptations. Some, like I said, evolution on an individual level will uh, depend on your behavior, your thoughts, and your reaction to uh, your experiences, your thoughts, and your reaction to those. So if your experiences and your thoughts, if you have a negative experience, depending on how your thoughts go, it might cause. So someone that gets bullied can have two reactions to that. One of them can become a bully themselves later, right? And that's an adaptation. You just fulfill the cycle. You keep going and you, you imitate that, you know, fight fire with fire. And then the other way to go about it is you get bullied and you become super nice because you're like, wow, this sucks and I don't want anyone else to feel this. So you just become a really, really nice person. And that's also an adaptation. You're fighting fire with water this time. So that's what we, the first situation there, becoming a bully yourself, would be a maladaptation. It is an adaptation. It's a way to get out of the situation or a way to deal with the situation. However, it's in general, not insinuating, uh, uh, perpetuating a negative cycle. And, and generally, we don't want that. Yeah, maladaptations. And usually, uh, with this on this podcast, we end with what now? Most of us probably have these some scars. So what do we do about them or with them? The first answer is, of course, go to therapy. This is their jobs, to give you a shovel and tell you where to look for these things. Their occupation is based around finding these some scars and helping you process them in order to feel, in order to better your ability to function whether that be as a person or in society. Next, though, is, of course, going back 
and looking at who found the word samskar, who who came up with this, because they probably have some thoughts on what it means, what it is, and how to deal with it. And those people were, of course, the yogis. Thousands of years ago, they were studying human. They were studying the universe. They were trying to get to the basis of everything and understanding everything. And one of the things they found in their journey to understand things, we would call it enlightenment today. In their journey for that, they found these things called samskars. Some people, sometimes, oftentimes. It happens to everyone really, have these balls of undigested emotion. It seems to cause problems, right? Back then, we, back then the yogis didn't have as much hard science. So for them, they found out a lot of scientific things. Don't get you wrong. They, they, they figured out an incredible number of stuff. It's actually really impressive what they were able to do. You know, they don't have hard science where they can use an MRI machine and whatnot. They didn't have that. So for them, when someone got hurt because you know, they fell. It makes sense. But when someone got hurt and there was no explanation, like we said earlier, a doctor will just end up giving you a pain pill, even though it doesn't, you know, seems like it's coming from nowhere. These people, they wanted to figure out where it came from. Why is this happening? Why is there a pain that has seemingly no source? I'm sure sometimes maybe they mix it up with an internal bleeding or something, but generally they wanted to figure out what happened. And while looking for that, they found some scars. They found that emotion that's not digested, that hasn't been processed will result in just random pain, will result in random manifestation. It's not always going to be pain. It may be some weird quirk. It may be some weird decisions. It may be some weird ways of thinking. But they found that these unprocessed emotions can cause all of these weird issues that just don't make sense. They don't make any logical sense when we just look at the physical realm of the body. It, it shouldn't, you know, there are things that shouldn't be happening, but they are. And, and that's where it came from. And the way that they found this was, the way that they found anything really was they understood that to understand the universe, one must understand themselves and themselves being the soul. So in order to find these samskars, which they found existed, was by digging deep within themselves. And you can find them by digging deep within yourself or loosen. I, there, there's going to be two ways, really. One is, yeah, just look really deep inside you. So exploratory techniques to, to look in, inwards. And then there's another option, which is loosen all of your mental barriers, like loosen all of your defense mechanisms completely, just throw them out, the, like open the gates and see what comes up, see what, see what floats to the surface. And that's another way. And the way that the yogis had to do, were able to do either of those things were different forms of meditation. There are exploratory meditations and there are relaxation meditations. Some meditations are made to explore yourself and others are meant to loosen yourself. As always, the answer is meditation. That's why you listen to this podcast. But once we've found the samskar, our job is to... Pro oh, I should probably recommend meditations for anyone that wants to do this. For an exploratory technique, there is a technique, I don't know what the proper name would be, but follow your breath. So you close your eyes and you breathe in, preferably through your nose. You're supposed to breathe in through your nose, really. Just as a human being, you were not made to breathe through your mouth. I say as I breathe through my mouth, <laughs> I guess for speech, I, we do. The capacity is there for a reason. But in general, you're supposed to breathe through your nose. You breathe through your nose and you follow the breath, right? You follow it. Uh, first, it goes in your nose and maybe that's how far you can follow it. Maybe you can feel it. You know, I, I forgot what it was called, but that connection between your nose and your mouth. Maybe you feel it down to your throat. Maybe you can feel it all the way down to your lungs. But follow it as far as you can go. And whenever you get as far as you can go, try to follow it just a little bit more and keep doing that and just meditate on the breath. Don't think about finding anything. Don't think about, don't look for anything because that, that's when it runs away. That's when it knows you're there. You have to just follow the breath. That's one of the exploratory techniques. There's many, many more, but that's just one of them. As for a 
loosening up technique. Uh, ohm chanting works, uh, but a little bit more easy to do, I'd say, is yoga nidra. So you can look that up. It involves uh, tensing all of your muscles, releasing all of, not all of them, but in a specific order, tensing and relaxing your muscles in a certain order. And that results in loosening all of those mechanisms up so that things can float to the surface. You can, when you do that, you can either use it for things to come up or you can implant things for things to go down. Yoga Nidra has all, all of these techniques have multiple applications. But yes, there, there's two meditations. Once we've found the samskar, our job is to process it. And there's a couple ways to do that. But honestly, they are kind of a repeat of what we just said. Of course, again, therapy. You find something, therapists can help you process it. Because one of the problems that can happen when we're trying to process something is again, that's when the maladaptation can happen. Our reaction, our thinking process may be biased, may be bad, may be something, and it results in a negative reaction. Looking back at that bullying example I just gave a second ago, we don't want that to happen. And that's why you generally go to therapy or you talk to people so that other people can check your work and make sure you're not you know, coming to a, a maladaptive conclusion. I don't want to say wrong conclusion because... It is again, maladaptations are adaptations. They do somewhat solve a problem, just not in a great way. Uh, there are many techniques to process emotion, and that's something that needs to be talked about a lot more in another episode. That just deserves its own thing. For now, and I'm, I, it might just be a YouTube video. It might not be long enough for an episode. I do have a YouTube video planned for that. For now, though, I'll tell you to write things down. Writing forces your brain to process the things that we haven't process. Because although we understand things in our own head to ourselves, the difference between knowing something in your own head and being able to articulate it in words is how much you've understood and processed those things in your head. My samskara is that more people don't get to hear this amazing content. So be a lad and share this, or less, you know, no discrimination here, and share this with your friends. I talk about meditation, and I am sometimes funny. Sometimes. Chainsaw Man has come out. I haven't started watching yet. I haven't even continued watching Classroom of the Elite. I am a workaholic, and it's becoming a problem. <laughs> and by the time I do finish Classroom of the Elite, I'm sure Chainsaw Man will be finished. I have exams every week for the next every week, but I may be able to record a YouTube video soon. And the narration is finished. It will be uploaded today. So I guess I can I can talk about it now. Here's uh, my new uh, narration channel. It is Animas. Uh, that means something. Uh, you can look it up yourself. <laughs> and that's, yeah, that's where all the narration stuff is going to happen. I don't know how often, but I, whenever I can, because it's something I, re- I enjoy. It. It's fun. I can't do sound design like the Dark Somnium, but I hope I can make something okay. And I hope that, you know, my voice is different and I'll have different stories, hopefully. But my first story was, uh, I'm a park ranger and I found a town that doesn't exist. It will be up today. Uh, I will, uh, before I even start editing this podcast episode today, I'm going to be posting that because I finished the render and editing yesterday. And yeah, that's the first story. I will say, uh, personally, that story is okay. I'm not going to say it's the best. It's all right. And also, this Animas narration can be found on YouTube, of course. There's, there's not much visuals going on, but it can also be found on podcast form, hopefully wherever you get your podcast. I think it's still getting distributed to different platforms. However, it should be available. At the very least, it's on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify, which are probably the most likely. I, I also believe it's on Google. I also believe it's on Google Podcasts. 
So uh, go there. I will go ahead and link everything in the description of the podcast, whether that be on YouTube or whether you're listening or watching, it'll be in the description. So if you're interested in hearing more stories from me, original stories will be going on the narration stuff now. I do have another original story written and I have a few others that I want to write. I just have the idea for them. So I will be continuing to write original stories, probably not often, but when I do, they will be posted on Animas. And other than that, you know, obviously stories from other authors will be the majority of what's posted there. So if you're into creepy slash thoughtful fictional stories, narrated by my voice with hopefully some different voices you know i'm going to do my best to to see what i can do my i don't really have that much vocal range but we'll try our best hopefully it'll be okay and so if you're interested in that please go give it a give it a follow listen rate whatever it may be and hopefully you enjoy and hopefully i'll be able to be make make more of those as as much as i can in my side time because it's just audio I don't have to edit a video at all or anything. Anyways, that's uh, that's going to be all for uh, the this episode uh, of Seriously Funny. Thank you so much for listening to this one. And uh, really excited about the narration thing. Hopefully we'll see a new YouTube video soon. Hopefully we'll see a new YouTube video soon. I have a script ready. I need to. I just need to record and edit. I will talk at you next week. Uh, don't hold your pee for, or your emotions for a prolonged amount of time. Much love. Peace.